Welcome back to Living More of a Life, the podcast. I'm your host, Jane Tarrant, and today I've got with me Eleanor Moshe. She's an Australian thought leader in the construction industry. And today we're going to talk about mentoring, whatever that means to you. We all have mentors, and in many cases, they don't even realize that they are our mentors. What's really important is that you shouldn't give power to your mentor, but simply consider their advice. Staying in control of what you want in life is really important. If you give that power to somebody else, you'll be living a life that you really don't want. It is not uncommon for us to not know what we want in the first place. So to then allow somebody to guide us can give power in a way we hadn't even expected. What does it mean to you to live more of a life? So many things. I mean, I love this topic, which is why I really love delivering this value to your audience. So thank you for the opportunity. But living more of a life is constantly being in a state of doing everything that you can to be in energetic alignment with what you are here to do. And I'm sure the words passion and purpose have come up on the show, but it is really about uncovering what it is that your passion is, what it is that you have been put on this earth to do. It is uncovering the full extent of your vision and constantly living into that vision of practicing life, living inside of it, because that is where things that happen in your life in terms of people and opportunity are just in constant alignment. And that is a life worth living. Amazing. And what's your story? How did you um, how did you get into what you're doing? And and, you know, you've obviously had a personal experience with this. So can you talk us through that? Of course, reverse back the clock a few years. I was at the outset of what I then perceived to be quite big, difficult decisions. I look back now and think really they weren't. But of course, you're challenged with whatever you're challenged with at the time. So I started the practice of journaling, which offered me the opportunity to undergo a really big introspection. And of course, when you start asking yourself better questions, you start getting better answers and therefore better outcomes. So it was through the process of journaling, which I really discovered, hey, this is what I desire. This is what it is that I'm actually wanting to pursue and I didn't know how and I didn't know the vehicle but it became very clear to me what it is that I wanted and of course one of those things that I thought I wanted back then was you know just to climb the corporate ladder because that's what success means and that is the most narrow thing that one could ask for in their life but that is of course a reflection of my thinking at the time so I took that newfound vision and what was pulling me forward to a mentor back then who immediately discounted everything and said, you know, that wasn't for me and really tried to make me fit in part of, really tried to make me fit into his own plans. And of course, we've all heard the saying, what do people have planned for you? It's typically not much. And this was the case. Of course, that mentoring relationship finished because I really started taking ownership and belief that, you know, the mere fact that I was having this vision and being pulled towards certain things 
meant that there was something in there for me. So fast forward when I started getting more clarity about that and started taking actions towards achieving that vision in what I thought was possible back then, only then did the right people and opportunities start coming into my world. And I believed in myself enough at the time to take the leap and go in on on the dream and on the vision. And that was starting The Construction Coach, which was just a blog. And today that's turned into a business which was featured on Yahoo Finance this morning. It's turned into private mentoring and clients that are just absolutely aligned and a podcast and a book and so many other things that I get to add to my name because of the journey that I've been on and because I took extreme ownership and belief into it. You mentioned um, having somebody that you actually go to uh, to get that guidance, so a mentor in this particular case. I find the concept of mentors very interesting. Um, I've actually been asked to be a mentor. It's a strange concept if you think about it. We are taught in business to request that somebody is our mentor, um, often somebody we look up to or somebody we think we can learn a lot from. Um, And yet we have mentors our entire life, but we don't necessarily realize it. And I think in business, it's kind of this formalized thing where you assume it's somebody, maybe they might be older, they might be younger, they might have just be further along their journey or whatever. But you want that kind of guidance from somebody who's a few steps ahead. Um, Now, having the alignment of that with someone who works for you, which obviously the one you had didn't, um, is really important. But also our parents are mentors and our teachers are mentors and our friends could be mentors as well. And do you think that it's actually really important if you're going to consider somebody to be important enough to be a mentor in your life that you've really got to think about what it is? that you want to get from them and actually they don't need to be an official mentor or you you to even ask them you just you can actually just take that opportunity to soak up what they what they can offer and and try to give back in other ways there's mentoring with a capital m so the formal and then there's mentoring with the smaller case m so you're right mentoring comes from many different places mentoring is also a book Mentoring is a podcast. This is a form of mentoring. It's not this linear thing. And I think that where people commonly get mistaken with mentoring is that an organization is the one who has to facilitate that for you. And the peers or, you know, someone said, as you said, someone that is working above you is your mentor. I think that's missing out on a world of opportunity. And mentoring is a privilege. It is not something that can be taken lightly when bestowed upon someone and I treat that when I'm mentoring people and also when I get mentored. So my perspective on mentoring is if you want someone's mentoring, well, you have to actually do a diagnostic and an analysis on them. First of all, would you switch places with them? Because if you won't switch places with someone, why do you need their advice necessarily? So if you were, if you don't want their journey or their challenges that they have overcome in order to get the results that they have in their life, then maybe they're not the right mentor. I also look at the results that said mentor has in their own life, because if they're not achieving, again, what it is that I want, well, we're not going to have a mutually beneficial relationship. And that's why it's very important to know what it is that you want, because otherwise there are all too many mentors out there who just override 
your plans, your dreams and convince you that this is the path instead of actually working on what it is that you were here to do on your own vision, not on their own vision. And then I also consider, well, if I work with this mentor, am I saving time? Because the real crux of mentoring is to save yourself time as to where you want to go. Money you can always make back. There is no shortage of money in the world. There is a shortage of time. So you want to be saving time as to where you want to go by leaning into the experiences of said mentor. And it's a fascinating relationship. So there are some mentoring that lasts for decades, you know, people that will always be in your life. And there are some people who are seasonal in terms of their mentoring. I think that's absolutely true. And I think also, I mean, I've got what I would consider mentors in my life, but they don't even know that they're my mentors. Yeah. You know, I've, I, I reach out to certain people at certain times and it's because I respect their opinion on certain things. I don't ask for them to comment on everything, but I respect their opinion and it might be what I don't want to hear. But the fact is that I know I need to hear it and that's why I seek Mm -hmm. them out. Definitely. And it's interesting that you said that, you know, they're only there for specific things. Mentors are sort of like a board of advisors. You are at the helm and you need to surround yourself with people whose opinion you will take on board, whether you want to hear it or not. That is a different story. But you do need those trusted advisors in your career and your life. Absolutely. And I think if you are able to find somebody that relates to you, whether that be a life coach, a business coach, your grandparent, a friend, it doesn't really matter. If you feel that they're going to give something to your life and that you're going to be able to um, grow in the way that you want to because of them, then that's really what matters. Whereas I think a lot of people feel this societal pressure to seek out a mentor because they just feel they need to be guided and that they couldn't possibly do it on their own. And I think that's a really, really interesting point that one, not everybody who's quote, you know, quote unquote successful in a, uh, let's say we're talking about a business sense here, has time to mentor you. So that's something to bear in mind. But also, you know, they might not be actually positive for you. They might be, um, you know, it might be a a male female relationship and they might have very different values to you, um, whether it be the female mentoring a male or or vice versa. Um, Or it might be that, you don't have specific aligned ideas and therefore when you ask for that assistance they actually put you off your dream because you allow them to have that power over you yes yes absolutely and that that was the experience that I have I gave over too much of my power and agency to someone else and that's exactly what happened and that is a very dangerous space in a mentoring relationship to be in So if somebody's looking for guidance, let's call it, rather as opposed to mentoring, what do you suggest that they should do before they actually go and either approach someone or they don't even need to ask them to be that person? They just need to know who they're going to seek out for whatever question they want to ask. I think people need to understand if they are merely interested or committed to transforming their life because mentoring experiences and interactions should be transformative Interested is the equivalent of window shopping and not actually wanting to commit any time, resources or any sort of investment in themselves in order to see the change they would like to have. Whereas committed is, right, 
this is a person for me. I've done the homework. I'm ready. If you have the right solution for me, of course, it has to be a fit on both ends, then I'm in. That's what people really need to do first because all too many times, you know, sometimes there is the right program and the right experience and you just know it, but people themselves aren't ready. They haven't even brought themselves to the start line, so they're not going to get to the finish line. So it's really that making a decision and promise to yourself to commit and not have the fear of losing. I mean, you don't lose in when you invest in yourself. There are, you know, an abundance of programs out there that promise the world and deliver nothing. And yeah, you may have a financial consequence of not getting the results, but what you have actually exercised is the muscle of believing in yourself first. And that power of investing in yourself is just imperative, both as a sign of, you know, to the universe that, hey, I'm backing myself, I'm giving action to what I want, but also to under, to show that you're not living in uh you're not living in lack anymore and that's what it's really about absolutely and i think an interesting concept of how society is now is we like to have a pill for everything um and i don't <laughs> just mean in a health sense i mean in a in any way you know whether it's your uh, whether it's your health, whether it's your sex life, whether it's your issues at home, whether it's uh, your work life, we just we if we have an issue, we just want to be able to go to somebody, get a thing or a half hour appointment or an hour appointment um, with them and for it all to be better at the end. And we feel that this is how life should be because we sort of grown up with this concept that one you can get pills that are supposed to make you feel better uh, but also that everything's become so quick and so easy and there's so many convenience areas and I think people have not grown up with the concept that you have to put in the work and I think that's one of the most interesting things about when we work on ourselves when we become more self-aware when we do self-development there's there's two sides to it one is well to be honest that's quite a lot of hard work <laughs> um can I can I just have it now um and second of all there's that well if I I had I've had a a colleague um feel this before but every time they learned something new they felt stupid that they didn't know it before so you know their their internal dialogue to themselves was well rather than rather than feeling you know pleased that they'd learned the new thing and empowered that they've managed to make that change and then feeling like well, but now I know that I still don't know enough because if I if I didn't know it then, you know, now I'm in a position where I don't know the next thing. And that's really exciting because it means I can keep learning. Instead, their kind of internal dialogue was, well, if you didn't know it, you're obviously stupid. And when you find out something new, then you're still stupid. And I think that's a <laughs> dangerous way of looking at it, isn't you? Ah, oh, 100%. And I love your point about, you're right, it is work. Like you actually have to sit down do it, do the introspection. The results come after you do the work, not beforehand. And people are so addicted to wanting things quick. I just want to fix it. Like you said, I just want to take a pill. But what, you know, in pills, I love that analogy because there's two types of pills. People are looking for painkillers. They're looking for when it is too far gone. What people should be taking is the vitamins. So then you don't find yourself constantly looking for painkillers. Yeah, in, a, in an interesting sense. Yes, that makes a lot of, yes, sense. That makes a lot I, of sense. I hope, <laughs> I hope <laughs> we haven't lost people with our analogies. <laughs> Absolutely. But when you have somebody as well who's going to mentor you, whether it be 
an official business mentor within your company, whether it be, um, you know, a friend that you start to kind of tag on to, or whether it be, you know, a life coach, business coach, or other sort of coach, could be fitness coach, health coach, whatever. Looking for that person to fix you or to get you to a place of, you know, what you consider success is the issue. Expecting them to affect you is the issue, as opposed to using them as inspiration or using them as a sounding board for your own thoughts and your own work. And I think that's a really important area to bring up that people are there and they can help, but they can't help in the way that we might think we're expecting them to. That's right. And that's a false sense of expectation. No one can fix you for you because if they do it, they're actually enabling you. And enabling someone to not take any responsibility or to learn how to do it themselves isn't beneficial. It's actually causing more damage to the person. So you can give someone the tools, you can show them the path, you can change their worldview. But if they still, if they themselves are stuck into where they are and they're not actually helping their own situation, they're not fit for that mentoring relationship because what they then do is they will blame the mentor, ah, you know, this person's program didn't get me the results I wanted or, you know, I didn't work because of here, there. They keep on placing blame external to themselves. And it's those people who keep on going from course to course to mentor to mentor trying to look for the answer when all along it is actually them that are that are living in this self-perpetuating reality of self-sabotaging themselves. Absolutely. And that's quite interesting, the wording you use about doing it themselves, because the website that I set up in order to basically write my blog, which is, I guess, my version of journaling in a way that I like to write it as though I'm talking to somebody else as opposed to just writing it internally. And also where I launched this podcast, it's canidoitmyself.com. <laughs> and Perfect. people have asked me like, what's the name all about like it's not even that easy to remember and can I am I can you know like some people find it really difficult with the concept and it sort of had you know some people love it some people like like criticize it but for me that particular url should we say is a really important message to me of can I do it myself it's empowering it's me taking responsibility but also the other part is Doing it yourself is very different to doing it by yourself. And yes. when I chose that particular name, I was very careful to make that distinction that I'm not trying to do something entirely alone without the support or help or or um, paid help of other people. I'm trying to do as much myself, yes, free and hopefully not having to spend a huge amount of money. One, to see how far you can get without spending money, because not everybody has that luxury. But also when I actually need help, whether it's free or whether it's paid for, I go and ask for it. And I think that's really, really critical in, in the way we look at things that the wording we use when we whether it's creating a brand name, creating a concept of what you want to work around, whether it's what you call your journal, if you've written something, you know, on the front of it, whatever. Finding something that means something to you that reminds you of your message every time is really important. Um, and when I first started my blog for the first like two weeks or so, it was called Failing is Living. And the reason for that was um, I've been listening to uh, Elizabeth Day's podcast, How to Fail. She's also got a book. And, you know, it was very inspiring in the sense that 
failure is not a bad thing and you can only learn and develop and get better through failing because if you get it right every time you won't learn really anything and I started the blog with that name and again I got quite a lot of criticism uh, from people close to me on they weren't sure if it gave the right message they weren't sure if uh, people would understand it that people are very negative against failure and that might put them off and da 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 but for the first couple of weeks when I was thinking about I need to get this off the ground actually it the message was for me more than anything else which is it's okay to fail it's okay to um, give things a go because actually the failure is what will get you to the results that you're looking for. Um, and even if you don't fail big, there's going to be failure somewhere. For example, um, if I'm focusing on my my sort of my work concept, I'm probably failing to give enough in the housework concept or to my to my husband or to my daughter. And if I'm doing real, really well in that area, I'm probably failing somewhere else. So it was more a kind of an acceptance of failure and allowing that you have to fail somewhere to achieve somewhere else. It's just what you deem more important. A hundred percent. There is no success without failure. They are integral to each other. And you know, people are just turned off merely by the word failure, but it's just a challenge that you need to overcome. And what people need to take stock of is, okay, maybe it's a business and they gave it their all and it failed. Well, look at the person that you have become in the process of trying this thing. I mean, you know, blogging, for example, or starting a podcast, look at who you've become in order to achieve this. And that's where people you don't fail because you have grown absolutely and I mean I've since renamed the blog incremental Jane and that's what I am on Instagram as well and again <laughs> I've had comments of like well people don't always need to know how to spell that and da, da, da. And I'm like <laughs> you know I'd, comments are great it's great and I don't really mind if some people are into it some people are not it's not really an issue it's nice to have the feedback because it is helpful if you're thinking of turning it into a brand or something like that or you really want people to, to remember or spell it but <laughs> again it was for me it was that concept of okay failure is okay and actually small steps is really important um you know bit by bit growing and you know, I'm on a journey where I want to launch my own business. And that's what I know I want to do. It's what I've known I've always wanted to do. But I've allowed um, there to be blocks in my life um, where I found that things that people have said have put me off and they and they are considered by me to be mentors in my life. And, and I allowed what they said to put me off my dream for a period of time. And since I got over quite a, a significant... Um, hurdle I was like you know what I don't believe that anymore I just believe that the way in which I interpreted what they said you know I, I felt about it in one way because of what society expects and actually if I do it differently I do it in a way that suits me rather than what they did actually they can't relate to that therefore how could I take their advice you know they don't know the sort of thing that I can do which will be different to what they had the opportunity to do many years ago um, and that's really exciting because we can now, again, use that wording to shape how we're going to make our changes. And for me, incremental is everything. You know, getting back on my bike after I had a concussion and was kind of not quite right for about a year. Um, I'm now cycling my daughter to nursery most days. And, mm. you know, just getting back on a bike, going out on my own, doing tiny, like, tiny rides and to the point where I was able to then have the confidence to do something that actually really went meant a lot to me. 
that okay it's not to do with career but that was such a major thing but everything like that in every area of your life is the only way I think to move forward because taking a huge chunk out at once is just hugely overwhelming no matter who you are it's brick by brick and I love I use that analogy because you know I work in construction and how do we build a building it is brick by brick we do not do it all at once Absolutely. Well, unless it's kind of like a prefab, you've got four walls. (laughs) (laughs) Damn these modern methods, these quicker, I want to get there in a day concepts. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Unless it's prefab, then we'll take it. (laughs) Um, No, absolutely. I mean, is there anything else you think that is really important to bring up around this topic? I think we deep dived well into it. And, you know, it's really important that people assess their relationship with with success, with mentoring and with their future self, because that is one of the greatest pool motivators that will get you the results that you desire to live more of a life. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And if anybody wants to connect with you on social media or anything like that, how do they get hold of you? They can find me on Instagram. I'm at Eleanor Moshe, E-L-I-N-O-R-M-O-S-H-E underscore. And on LinkedIn, Eleanor Moshe. And to work with me, it's eleanormoshe.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been brilliant to talk to you. And we're going to keep it nice, short and sweet. Amazing. Thank you, Jane. I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. As usual, you can get hold of me on Instagram at incrementaljane or via my website, canidoitmyself.com. Also, it just happens that Eleanor has launched her book today. So I haven't read it. I can't recommend it yet. But if you think it might be useful for you, then check out the link in the show notes. Thanks so much.